everyone, and welcome to Dad's Got Issues uh, Spotlight Issue. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about uh, something that we've kind of been hyping up uh, in all of our previous issues and on social media, uh, but uh, Mark and I decided we wanted to do a uh, Saturday morning showdown tourney. So, but, um, oh man, I forgot. Hey, Mark. Hey, Charlie. How are you doing? Good. Jeez. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, like Charlie was saying, uh, we've we've been... Trying to figure out what we want to do for these spotlight issues, obviously, in between our, our regular um, scheduled broadcast. Um, but we don't want to keep doing the same stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, obviously, like, some of them were easier than others. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we wanted to talk Funko because there was a lot of frustration around the, the community um, with San Diego and all the other stuff. And we want to talk, highlight some of the good, some of the bad, some of the in-between, and talk about our group, our collectors, and our friends and pals over at Mid-Atlantic Collector's Corps. Um, so that's what we did last Spotlight Issue. And then, obviously, previously, SummerSlam weekend, we did SummerSlam. And then, previous to that, we did Joker. Um, so we don't want to just keep picking, you know, kind of the same realm, same sphere, so we're going to try and keep it diverse. And I think the best way to do that was to cover... A multitude of television shows from days past and you know what we all de- probably deem now as you know nostalgia so to speak vintage vintage throwback <laughs> um but yeah so we uh we created a little bracket uh i picked five 80s and five 90s and charlie picked five 80s and five 90s and then we did the painstaking process of ranking them yeah. one through ten for each of us and then basically just went from there um, and that's how we kind of came to putting our bracket together, so to speak. Yeah, um, and we, we've already been questioned. We already got questioned. Yes. Yeah. Hey, who decided these? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, like, well, why is this one going against this one? And it's like, there was no scientific formula. Yeah, there was no scientific <laughs> formula. We didn't base it off of, like, viewership or episodes or whatever. We literally just based it off of what we enjoyed the most. And trust me, it was not it was not easy. No, like, it wasn't. It was know, surprisingly more difficult than I thought it was going to be. The only criteria we had to be on the bracket was you had to have a sun, Saturday morning time slot and upwards in the Saturday afternoon, you know, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon time slot during the heyday of Saturday morning cartoon run. So what we determined anyway. Apparently. Yes. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, and, and we do have, you know, like Scooby Doo and we have other shows like that started early, early 80s. And we have some that started into the 70s. Yeah. You know, them. you know, but I would say like majority of our our shows so like our Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo, where are you started in the 80s? Right. Even though Scooby Doo had been running since the 70s. Um, the same thing with Garfield and Friends. Garfield had a, a show before the 80s incarnation, but the 80s incarnation is the one that we we put into the bracket. Right. Um, And obviously, you know, everybody has different strokes for different folks. Everybody else has a different top 10 than we do, but this just happens to be our top 10. Um, And if you're listening to this spotlight issue, uh, you have about a two-week window left, or no, about a week week window left. Yeah, Yeah, about a week window left of, of voting to help us determine who our next spotlight issue is going to be on because the crowning champion will be our next spotlight issue. Um, so we'll, get, we'll dive into the show, merchandising, branding, audience, ratings, reviews, whatever, whatever, whatever we can get our hands on based around that show. Um, but uh, so do you want to run down your yeah. picks? Uh, 
Well, I was just going to run down the bracket, but sure. Um, let's see. So let me pull up my list of people. All right. So um, did you want me to do them by seating, or did you want me to do it by just how we have them on the bracket? So just, just I mean, you you have your top ten. Mine's on my computer, so I can't really get to it at the moment, but I can tell you just by looking at my the way they're the way I put the bracket together, which ones I had at the top and at the bottom, so <laughs> to speak. All right, so I am gonna give you by my rankings. That's how I'll run through mine. All right, okay. so um, number one seed, I had X Men, the animated series. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, the real Ghostbusters. Uh, number three, Power Rangers. Now. Uh, I would like to preface this, or not preface this, but uh, in in my collection, you've seen my collection, yeah. right? Huge Power Rangers collection, right? Yeah. I love the Power Rangers. I also have a lot of X-Men stuff. I also have some, I have a bunch of Ghostbusters stuff. Uh, I would say the majority of my collection is probably Power Rangers. It's, it's, there's definitely more space in my, in my basement taken up by Power yeah. Rangers stuff. I have, I have stuff that's not even out, but when it comes to the shows, the reason I went with Ghostbusters and X-Men over top of Power Rangers is because those two things, like, show-wise, to me, were better. That's how I came yeah, up with my... Yeah, I mean, they definitely had a... They both had longer runs. They both have... You know, we're not... We're not... We didn't just consider cultural impact. We considered, like, the quality level of the shows and things like that. Yeah. Uh, so, at number four, and this will upset some people, but it's still in, the t- in my top ten, uh, is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. Uh, then I have Thundercats, uh, the original Thundercats. Yes. No, not the remake. Not that I have a problem with the remake. It wasn't terrible. The 2011 remake, it wasn't awful. It's just, it wasn't the original. Uh, Masters of the Universe at number six. G.I. Joe at number seven. Captain Planet at number eight. Rugrats at number nine. And Tiny Toon Adventures at 10. Okay. So we'll get into dive into more of the picks and the shows he named um my i don't have my top 10 but i can kind of give you the guesstimation uh batman the animated series number one um i think that's a really hard pressed one for everybody like everybody would be like okay if you're not going to go x-men batman is probably the next logical choice um or vice versa Mm -hmm. uh number two is pokemon culturally as a phenomenon there's nothing bigger than Pokemon. I don't care who you are. You've collected a Pokemon card. You've played a Pokemon game. You've watched a Pokemon movie. You've seen something along those lines at some point in time. Shit, I mean, like the, the pops came out and people lost their fucking minds. I, oh, I remember. I remember. Yeah. So, um, so, like I said, so Batman, then Pokemon. Um, and then from there, I had Spider-Man, um, the animated series, Animaniacs. It might have been flip flop for me. It, it, my, like I said, my top ten is in is in the 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 program in which I made the bracket. Um, but regardless, Spider Man, Animaniacs, uh, Super Friends. Uh, then I had. I want to say at that point I had Ducktales, but I don't think I did. I want to say Beetleborgs is probably next for me there, which is very high in, in, in the rankings. I think it's like five or six. Um, but 
I had Beetleborgs. If you don't know what Beetleborgs is, you had a terrible childhood. <laughs> um, it's another uh, Bandai, like, Sabin creation. Like, they got all the footage from Japan and just made a show here, whatever. It was just a Power Rangers knockoff. Power Rangers. But it had a very interesting premise. Like, these kids got their powers from a comic book. Yeah. Like, that was what drew me in as a comic book person was like, oh, cool. Like, as ridiculous as, as it was. You had, you had Ghost Elvis, yeah. the Mummy, uh, Dracula. Like, it was just ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but then, obviously, you had Duck, I have DuckTales, um, Garfield, uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. And I think that I think that's it for me. Uh, you had Captain Planet on yours. I did. Yes. So yeah. So I think that's it for me. Um, like I said, uh, in Ducktail, like I said, I had Ducktales. I think I might have had Ducktales at ten. No, I had Garfield at ten. Ducktales at nine. Spider Man and his amazing. You uh, forgot Scooby Doo. Oh, Scooby. Sorry, Scooby Doo is high. Scooby Doo is like five or six for me. Um, so that might have been the one that was interchanged with Be- Beetleborgs was was at six, I believe. Scooby Doo, where are you? Was at uh, number five. So I have some Hanna Barbera. I have some, you know, WB. I have some Fox. I had, you know, I had a good eclectic mix within mine. And like I said, I, I mean, these are shows that I watched, enjoyed, and bought into as a kid. Yeah, and I, here's the thing, like you know, this is also during a time. So the '90s, anyway. You have. Um you have Nickelodeon kind of entering the, the yeah, Saturday morning. with ABC. ABC's uh, morning block was, or CBS's, sorry. CBS's yeah. morning block was Nickelodeon. Uh, and the only one that made it was Rugrats. There was a few that I was well, on you the, got, so, I was on the fence, because like, you had Doug and you had Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah, and, so, so a lot of those, and, and we now know, like looking in retrospect, like Rocco's Modern Life, um, what's the other one? Ah, uh, real monsters. No, you got Rockus Modern, uh, Ren and Stimpy. Oh, Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Um, like those move those shows in hindsight, twenty twenty. You're like, they allowed us to watch this as a <laughs> right. kid. Like, but this was the time where we were put in front of the television and were left all, completely unsupervised. All rules, all rules went out the window. Yeah. But you know, like you said, Ah, real Mo- tech, Like you just named one, Ah, real monsters. That's a that's a very I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's a very heavily love beloved franchise. Like people love Aro Monsters. They ask for it to come back. You know, you know what makes me remember Aro Monsters in, in context with with like Rugrats from that time. The Aro Monsters Super Nintendo game. <laughs> like it was so freaking hard. Such a good game. Such a fun game. But it's hard. It's just a hard game. Um. But uh. No. Yeah. I agree. I mean. You get Rugrats. At some point, you got Cat Dog. Yeah. I mean, this is just Nickelodeon we're talking about. But you also had. But that's what I'm saying. In so the Saturday one. But the Saturday morning block that we didn't. We, maybe it, we just didn't think about it. Was Temple of uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Temple? Was that a Saturday morning? I don't remember. Was Double Dare a Saturday morning? Yeah, I mean, because then you get into what would you do and all that other stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, were they Saturday morning programming? I don't remember. Because I, I can tell you this, that might just that might just throw a whole wrinkle in my ball game. Because I didn't even think about Double Dare and Legends of the Hidden Temple and all. Like those were all shows that you were like, oh yeah, 
Fuck yeah, beat them. Like, you were excited. That was your your version of American. Let's go, Green Monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's your kid version of American Gladiator. Like, you were pumped. Yeah. Um. You know what? I don't know. And when I was trying to look everything up, like, you know, part of me was like, I even I even questioned Power Rangers for a minute because I was like, well, yeah, because you anymore? you said well, you said you know your your hang up was like, does it have to be a cartoon? And I was like, no, like if it came on on a Saturday morning, it was in the Saturday morning lineup. It didn't matter because you also got like I said for me, like it was tough to pick over some of the cult classics that I had in my top ten, like the Scooby Doo's, the Super Friends, and stuff like that, like. I couldn't just pick Static Shock over Super Friends. I couldn't do it. But Static Shock was huge for me, and it's obviously coming back with everything going on in the world and DC announcing the return of some of the, those those properties. Um, but like, I couldn't put put Static Shock over Ducktales. Like, yeah. as much as like I, I I'm not a Disney kid, Ducktales is something that like you know the fucking theme song, you know Huey, Dewey, and Louie, you know Uncle Scrooge, you know Darkwing Duck comes out of Ducktales. Well, yeah, I mean Darkwing Duck was definitely one of the ones where I'm like, do I want to include this? I do, but but know. I I picked I picked Ducktales over Darkwing Duck, even though I like Darkwing Duck better than Ducktales because Ducktales introduced Darkwing Duck. Yeah, well, so, and uh, same goes for uh, like uh, you know Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Yeah, um, what was another one? Oh, uh, Tailspin. You know, it, yeah, like there's Disney a- had a weird Saturday morning, but you know, like I remember later on because you got Disney Channel, so you didn't really like that was at the end of the Disney. That was the end of the Saturday morning tilt because Cartoon Network, Disney Channel, and Nickelodeon all got their own stations, and now no longer. N- like needed they, the the national broadcast. Yeah, the, yeah the, the 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 major networks. But like I said, I you know, I couldn't pick certain certain like I didn't pick Picky in the Brain. Yeah. Which may bother people because I picked the Animaniacs. Well, I picked the Animaniacs for the same reason I picked DuckTales. You don't have Picky in the Brain if you don't have Animaniacs. Exactly. Um and I just I the Animaniacs are synonymous with WB with me because their whole opening segment is them on the lot at the Warner Brothers living in the Warner Brothers water tower. Right. And like them opening the WB. So like I said, for me, like I said, certain things just had certain nostalgia to it. And then obviously some favoritism. Like I said, Beetleborgs. Nobody in their mother cares about Beetleborgs. But I get excited when I see it on Netflix and like I make my like me and my daughter watch an episode or two. And my wife is like this is so <laughs> stupid. And I'm like, yeah, it's really dumb, but it's it's just nostalgia. I have photos of me like with Beetleborg action figures from when I'm like younger. I'm like, nobody else had these. They're probably <laughs> fucking collector's items at this point, but I fucking ran them into the ground. <laughs> it's funny. So we had, you know, obviously you get older, you move out, you do whatever. My parents had a storage unit. That's where they put all my all my toys we never got rid of any toys i had all the batmobiles all the bat caves everything i had every action figure ever fucking created probably (laughs) seriously like my i am not somebody that went without my childhood when it came to figures and and like even when my parents were dirt poor like me my parents you know were going through their time their rough times or rough patches they always made sure i i had what i need and i would get it like sporadically it wasn't like every weekend i was going out and getting toys like i would get it for a birthday or christmas or a holiday but you know they put that stuff in the storage. Well, whether my dad paid the sto- paid didn't pay the storage and they came in and took some stuff to to make payment on it, or somebody actually stole it, I don't know. But we went in there to unload the storage unit and all my shit was gone. 
And like this is before I had kids. And I can tell you in my early like 20s, I've never been more upset over something than walking into that. Because that's what I was there for that day was to take my stuff and bring it to my house. And I'm talking boxes and boxes and boxes. They were all gone. The only thing that was left was the giant Shasta container that the toys used to be. So we used to have a giant Shasta bottle, mm-hmm. you know, like the display bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we put all the toys in when I was younger. Because <laughs> um, my mom used to work for a... Um, Shasta? <laughs> no, she used to work for a um, grocery store company, and they, they gave it away at one of her, like, company things or whatever. <laughs> but all that was left was, like, a quarter of that bottle. And when I tell you that bottle was literally filled to the top, with with figures wrestling figure that's another thing you as a wrestling figure guy i'm talking old school every wrestling figure like, like the ljn yeah the jacks everything like you know the the titan tron foot ones mm-hmm. that, like the titan tron the ring all that all that stuff was gone Damn. and like you know there was a little like layer of toys at the bottom of the shasta bottle one of them was a beetleborg because <laughs> they don't know what the, they're like what is this fucking dollar store ripoff like <laughs> yeah. This isn't a power ranger. ranger. Exactly. <laughs> but like I said, you know, so obviously we went down our, our bracket and things like that. And, you know, our top four is distinguishable. I mean, like we knew, like, yeah. I have, you know, my number one's Batman. His number one's X-Men. Number two's Ghostbusters. Mine was Pokemon. And like I said, Pokemon, to this day, still one of the most popular franchises in the world. And it just keeps pumping out colors and Pokemon well, what did we start out? What was the original? I don't know. It was a hunter Pokemon? What, what was I it? don't remember. I was see. So this is where I, I will show my uh, sh- show my show my cards, so to speak. Like I was never a Pokemon kid. Like as you're sitting here, you're like, well, you played Pokemon or you did something. I'm like, no, no, I didn't. I never. But played. you knew of it. I knew of it you only knew because th- other people, other people were playing it. Other people were into it. To me, I was like, I have no time to play card games. Like, this is not. Well, did you? But so you never even like Pokemon Red, Blue, nothing. Nothing, man. Fuck, man. The original Pokemon games are so good. Yeah, never, never was a thing for me. Now, that's weird. Or what's weird is, or not. I actually, I won't even say it's weird. But my kids like Pokemon. Excuse me. Uh, like 151 original. Bub, you know, uh, he got into Pokemon all on his own. Yeah, I think I think it's a it's a it's definitely a peered pressured franchise. Like you have that friend that's into it and he starts explaining to you all the cool ass characters and you know what they're what the, the these Pokemon can do and then like he showed my big thing the big thing that got me into Pokemon was obviously the show. Watching the show on television was what got me into it. But getting me from the show was the video game. Cuz I was all video all Nintendo all the time at that point in time in life. Like I was playing Super Nintendo, then getting N64. Obviously played Nintendo for a little while, but Super Nintendo was my big I remember going to Toys R Us. So this this'll hmm. this'll show my age. I remember going to Toys R Us with my parents to get my first video game system. And I it was for my birthday. I was able to get the game system, a game and a controller. And I had to pick between PlayStation 1 and Super Nintendo. Hmm. And this shows the type of person I was. I picked Super Nintendo over PlayStation 1. Really? Uh, was there still Super Nintendo when PlayStation 1? So it was at the, end, it was at the tail end of, of Super Nintendo's run. Okay. 
But I got Super Nintendo, and I played the dog shit out of that thing. I mean, I played it day in and day out, and, and like, like all through, like you know, every game I got, I played it and played it till till it couldn't be played. Any, like till you're blowing on the cartridges <laughs> because it, it, you know, you're playing it so much. Well, like, so like you're talking about like getting your game systems, so. When Super Nintendo came out, the rival was Sega Genesis. Yes. Right? So, of course, you know, because you and I never have the same stuff. We were always on opposite ends of the spectrum, right? So I was a Genesis kid, and uh, the game that I had for that... Uh, I mean, I had a bunch of other games, but the main one that I was most, uh, that I was most uh, concerned about was the X-Men game. Yes. And, and, and that's based off the popular arcade game. Well... Or the arcade game was... Sort of. Um, so it was, uh, you had like, a you had four characters to choose from, right? You had, uh, Wolverine, Cyclops, Gambit, and Nightcrawler. And then you had to go through and you had to fight all these bad guys as you go through. Now you could call in other, uh, X-Men, like you could... You could call in Iceman. Or yeah. You could call in Storm. You could call in Rogue. Uh, and each one did like their momentary power thing. Yeah. But then after that, like you, then you, you were again back on your. I own. think so. I think Super Nintendo had a similar X Men game though. Yeah, I think they did too. I just think that the uh, the game that stands out to me on Super Nintendo that is like the bane of my video gaming existence. Because I pretty much played every other Super Nintendo game and beat them. Like, no issues, no problems. Maximum Carnage. Spider-Man. That fucking game was so fucking hard. It's unbelievable. And, like, I just remember getting it and just being so pissed off the entire time I was playing. You you could play as Spider-Man. You could play as Venom. And then eventually you could play as Carnage, right? I, I don't know. I think Carnage was just a bad guy throughout it. But I, you might have been able. You're talking about a level I probably never yeah. even thought about reaching. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I got to like a certain point in the game. I'm like, I'm fucking done with this. I, re- I remember. The only, I didn't have it. My brother did, though. Uh, and I remember I remember playing that game. And uh, yeah, because you, you fought the bad guys walking down the street. You could yeah. like, throw your web, pull them. Yeah. Or you could stick them to the wall or yeah. something. Uh, the, the big game that for Super Nintendo for me that I played and played a lot of was um batman returns and that was a game i played on repeat consistently constantly now they did have a batman the animated series like side scroller i wasn't real big on that um but there is a joker batman game boy game that's just impossible to beat they talk like there's videos about how how hard this game is to win and and play and, and whatnot but back to get back on track with our 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 tournament with Pokemon, obviously, I graduate from Super Nintendo to N64 in the midst of the 90s video game next-gen update. And on N64, to go along with Game Boy and Game Boy Color, you get Pokemon Red, Pokemon Blue on Game Boy, but then you also got Pokemon Stadium and uh, Pokemon... I want to say Photo, but I'm pretty sure it's Snap. Pokemon Snap. So, Pokemon Stadium, you were supposed to have, like, the ability to take Pokemon that you 
like that you had like on your Game Boy or whatever and essentially use them on Pokemon Stadium. There's a way to like make the games compatible with hmm. one another. And like Pokemon Stadium was like the first like all out like kind of 3D 4 4A into like Pokemon on the N64 and it was just mind blowing to me as a kid. I'm like this is so much. Look at these graphics. <laughs> and now you look at them you're like they're like these are cubes. What are these cubes yeah, doing like, here? Our kids today would lose their minds over. But like and like Pokemon Snap was literally just you driving through areas, seeing Pokemon and taking photos of them. <laughs> that's what the game was. But you were like that shows you the like the, the pull that Pokemon had from their television show. But Pokemon was very similar to Power Rangers, where it was an anime, uh, Japanese anime, that just got dubbed over in America. Well, I mean, so yeah, you had the, the well, you had Super Sentai, right? And so Super Sentai existed, and then, funny enough, so and I learned this through the Netflix documentary, right? Stan Lee, uh, initially wanted to do the Power Rangers, and he was laughed out of the studios. They were like, "Yeah, no, this is too freaking weird, man. We're not doing this." And then, like, there was some like minor tweaks down the road, and then they come back and. They say, okay, this is how we want to do it. Uh, so when Saban steps in and uh, they go, all right, well, let's see how this works. Because. Wait, you mean Stanley wanted to take somebody else's work and take credit for it? What? Hey, I, I, <laughs> you know, I won't speak ill will of, uh, of, of Sir Stanley. I like Stanley and I do overlook his transgressions quite a bit because I do like Stanley as a person. But what he did to Jack Kirby is just absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Well. Anyway, um, the you know Power Rangers comes, it exists, and uh, it was awesome, right? And it, yeah. I mean, it's still going. You know, twenty some years later, it's still going. It's it's amazing to think. Like, obviously, I brought a Pokemon, and Power Rangers was on Charlie's side of the of the equation. It would have been on mine as well, but we didn't want to pick the same ones, right. obviously. Um, but like I remember. So I had to have been first grade, second grade when Power Rangers was 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 like at the height of its popularity. Because well, I so I lived in so I lived in the city till I was like five or six, and then my my mom and I moved out into the county. Her and my dad were, you know, split up at the time, um, but we moved out into the county. So I was like, so I, I did kindergarten. I was still living in the apartment at that point. Kindergarten first. So what's that put me at? Like eight or nine? Nine or ten? Yes. Yeah. I don't know what the you would think with when when I guess the easier way to figure this out is was was the movie well, already let me, out? Let me do this real quick. No, I was I was into it way before the movie. Okay. Hold on, Power Rangers Live Baltimore. <laughs> this is how this is this is what I'm getting at. 1995. Okay. So last year, more than 1 billion licensed Power Rangers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, ready to rock Baltimore. Um, let me see if I can find the exact date. So basically, the show's at the height of its popularity. It's 95. Okay. And they did a arena tour where they did Power Rangers live. So May... 10th, 11th, and 12th, 13th, and 14th, so of 95. I went to that show, 
with my mom. She took me. So it goes to show you, I was like, so actually that was before Power Rangers was before we moved out into the county. Yeah, because Power Rangers came out in '93. Like I was in, so, the, I was in the third grade. So '95, I was three. So we go to the Power Rangers live show, and you know, people say like kids don't remember shit. I'm talking about I'm three years old, and I remember, and not just because my parents tell me. I remember this day. We went to the arena. We went and saw the show. The reason why I remember is because it was traumatic. Oh, Jesus. So we go to the show. Well, they had the putty people, right? <laughs> right. Well, you know, I'm three thinking like, okay, they're going to be in front of us the whole time. Like, everybody's going to be in front of us. And I'm like enthralled. And the Rangers are on stage and they're doing their shit, whatever. These motherfuckers come through the crowd. <laughs> and like, they're like grabbing on the people and like acting like they're going to take them and turn them into putty people. And, like, they, obviously, I think my mom was close to the aisle, and they, like, I freaked out, dude. I lost my shit. And, like, my mom was, like, my, she, obviously, we still talk about it. And she's, like, you remember that time you freaked out at the Power Rangers show? But, like, that's the, that's the, like, you know, but that show, like, that shows you the reach that Saturday, Saturday morning cartoons had. Like, we were going to live shows for the shows yeah. that we were watching on Saturdays. Like. So, well, dude, I mean, look at uh, knowing is half the battle. People s say that without actually understanding where it originated from. G.I. Joe, right? Yeah. It was, I mean, then to the whole G.I. Joe, like, you yeah. know, we all know that, right? So you get, so this is the thing G.I. Joe's on your side. I, even being a military kid, I was, like, I played with like army men, but like, I wasn't a G.I. Joe kid. Like, I didn't, like, go out and get G.I. Joe's because he was military. He was this, he was that. I didn't know anything about G.I. Joe. I still really don't know much about it. But I know you obviously like G.I. Joe. Mm -hmm. It's in your top ten. Did he start as a toy and they made a show, or was he a show and they made a toy? For, so the, the original G.I. Joe was just a figure. Yeah, it was like, but he wasn't like an articulable figure. He was. No, he a, was. That was. That's actually what set him apart from a lot of other stuff because, like, they, they really emphasized the fact that he had a kung fu grip. Uh, that's what kind of made him super popular because girls had Barbie. Yes. So the flip side to that, the boy side to that was, was G.I. Joe. Joe. And, you know, but he could be. A soldier, like he could be a sailor, you know. If he wanted, if you wanted to dress him up like a military police officer, you could. Yeah. Plus, he had the jeep and everything. And then it wasn't until later on that you start getting into all these different characters, and you know, like yeah, the, the characters that we all know now know by name, like Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow and um, Cobra, yeah, Cobra Commander. Commander, right? Like that. So, is Cobra Commander created as a part of the show? I I want to say yeah he it was either the show or the comic, yeah like I said so like I mean obviously you know GI Joe was Hasbro correct yeah because G the Hasbro has GI Joe they have Transformers which you know there's a crossover between those um, and obviously Transformers falls into that Saturday morning cartoon category as well it just well, hey I mean look and. But now they own Power Rangers. Well, they have the licensing rights to make their figures. So this, according to our uh, favorite source, <laughs> Wikipedia, uh, Cobra Kai, or sorry, not Cobra Kai, Cobra Commander's first appearance was in 1982. So I would assume 
it's either comic or show. Yeah, it has to be. Um. Um. Yeah, comics. Uh, Cobra C- Commander first appeared in the Marvel comic series G.I. Joe, a Real American Hero, number one in June of 1982. There we go. And then the show, the animated show, starts. Shouldn't be too much longer after. Uh, first season of the original 80s G.I. Joe animated series, Cobra Commander is a leader of Cobra. Um, but it doesn't exactly give us a start date on here. But so he was the bad guy from the inception of the show. Right. Um, but like I said, I'm not a big GI Joe guy. Obviously I wasn't around in the eighties. So like I didn't get to see GI Joe on television. He wasn't a Saturday morning option by the time like 95, I'm three, I'm full fledged into everything on television. You know what I mean? At that point, that's kind of, that's the, the indoctrination age where you're actually understanding what's going on on TV. So by that's why like I say like ninety five like Power Rangers, Pokemon, Batman the animated series, like some of my top five picks, Animaniacs, like the, the top five are like the ones that I remember latching onto at a young yeah, age. Yeah, and, and that makes sense. But it's funny because like on the flip side of things, my eighties picks, Scooby Doo, Super Friends, um, Spider Man and his amazing friends, uh, Garfield and DuckTales, like DuckTales was end of 80s, and it played well into the 90s, so that makes sense for me. Um, Garfield is just one I just remember. And it might it not even... on, that's why. Yeah. It was like the first thing, like when Saturday morning shows kicked off, like Garfield, I think, was always like the first show. Yeah, they went... So when Saturday morning cartoons were conceptualized, they just took Sunday morning comics that you got in Sunday paper and turned them into animated shows. So you got, like, Charlie Brown, you got, you know, Garfield, you got, you know, the different, you know, Dick Tracy's and things like that, like the different series, and they just put them on television as, as cartoons. Um, and then, obviously, they started getting more original programming, you know, and, and I got, I obviously, Super Friends and all that was, they were all at one point comic strip, you know, kind of stories or whatever. Um, but like I said, I picked, you know, I picked, Spider-Man and his amazing friends and like me and Charlie were talking about it's only got a five vote lead or four vote lead on Garfield and I'm like it's a niche Spider-Man property like it's not one that everybody remembers but I remember watching it on VHS not necessarily watching it on Saturday mornings but I know it falls into that Saturday morning cartoon category and if I'm going to give five from the 80s I only can give you what I know right and like I said, I loved that Spider-Man. I loved the little opening and like the fucking, you know, the spinning wheel. And like, obviously, like Charlie pointed out, like you get two X-Men characters. Yeah. Um, like, because you weren't, you weren't going to get Cyclops. You weren't going to get, you, you weren't going to get no, the you original got, four. You got right? like the, you got the B team. You got, Ice. I wouldn't even call them the B team, but yes, yes, you do get them. You, you get Iceman and uh Firestar. Right? Yeah. So. Um, but like I said, I and I and I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that show tremendously. But I also picked Spider-Man the animated series because during the nineties, I, I don't know. There's more a more popular other than X-Men. There's not a more popular animated superhero show than Spider-Man and Batman. Or or catchy theme song. Yeah. <laughs> because I so I remember the first game I was jealous I couldn't play because I had Super Nintendo and not PlayStation was the Spider-Man game, <laughs> the original Spider-Man game. 
Well, yeah, like I said, I mean, obviously, like looking at our bracket and knowing, like, I mean, our our we do obviously just dove into the top four a little more in depth, but you know, like I said, with with you know the characters and the things, you know, obviously Charlie had he, you know, Masters of the Universe, he had he, that's a a big. I mean, I mean, it's still huge. I mean, yeah. we talked about it in our Around the Multiverse. Like, but like, I can, new figures but I can tell you, like, I don't remember watching He-Man oh, dude. and Masters of the Universe live. My first bike, my first bike was a He-Man bike. I remember it. It was like, uh, like I remember getting that bike. It was, I remember the training wheels and everything, but it had, you know, the big plastic shield on the front yeah. uh, and the He-Man logo and everything. It was a, it was a blue yeah. bike. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so, like, a lot of these things, like, not only did you have the show, but then you had the merchandise that that went along with it, like, um, Ghostbusters, right? Uh, yeah. You know, Ghostbusters, I mean, they made a killing off of figures and re-releasing figures, and uh, to this day, I mean, like, now Hasbro is re-releasing those original figures. Yeah, and I'm I'm very surprised at, like, with the popularity and nostalgia and, you know, a yearning for for simpler times. DC hasn't harkened back to all the animated figures. I mean, I guess they have. That was in their DC direct line. Yeah. Like they were doing the Batman the animated figures and like they did that whole the whole animated series line. I mean, I have uh, I think I have like 14 of them, you know, position standing over here, but like that's my thing. Like I'm surprised we haven't gone back to like the classic card stock like I mean, I I don't know if oh, yeah. you remember like the animated series figures. Like you got like the camo Batman, the yeah. the Sub Zero Batman, this you, Batman, that you, Batman. You're your like, deep dive Batman that yeah. you love so much. Yeah, in like the yellow suit. Yeah, like that. Like you got all those crazy ass animated series Batmans. But well, I mean, McFarlane will probably make it because you know they, he's making all of the Batmans. Um, no, uh, but you're right, uh, and and see that's I think one's difference between Marvel and DC. Marvel is taking advantage of that. That's why we're seeing Marvel Legends being made on those yeah. retro card backs. That's why we're seeing. Well, uh, shit. I mean, just it's funny though because like I think about all the Batman the animated series figures that I had and have have clearly lost contact with, but like you have like the the toy uh, toy biz X Men animated series, like the yeah, I still have the boat, like the oh, you mean the uh, you you mean the Blackbird the. the the, we had the Blackbird, but you also have, don't you have the water toy? Which, oh, for, uh, the for one you, sense. yeah, for animated series, you play, you could play with it in the bathtub. No, I don't have that one. But though. you shared a photo of that, right? You were like, yeah. or I might even shared it with you and be like, you remember this or whatever? You know, we, yeah, we, we I, re- I remember it. But yeah, like that's one that I remember getting for like a birthday and being so fucking excited and playing with that thing endlessly in the bathtub yeah. like because you could sh- it, it would basically you'd sit in a tub and it had the ability like to shoot water like it would like suck water up into the toy and like whatever but like i just remember and like that's x-men but like obviously i don't have a i mean i have a handful of of spider-man pops in this in this man cave of mine but no other no other marvel exists whatsoever yeah. and like it's you know but I remember as a kid, like that X Men animated series toy line, the yellow and blue Wolverine, and like just the yellow and blue. And that's what pisses me off with all the modern day X Men <laughs> stuff is that nobody's ever just gone back and done that X Men. Well, but we've hit on it before, right? That Jim Lee style of X Men yeah. is what created 
the hype. A lot of X Men fans that still exist to this day. And like you, you know, you brought up Spider Man, like that Spider Man animated series. Yep. Like that's how I remember Spider Man. Like you know, I just remember like him growing the extra two arms <laughs> yeah. in that one episode, and like the Morbius episode or, or being Madam Web. Yeah. yeah, like the Morbius. And for me, the Morbius episode sticks out the most because of how dark it was. Yeah, and like they were, they were definitely the the answer to Fox or you know Marvel's answer to like Batman. Yeah, and and the Batman the animated series, but nothing for me. Like I get it, I'm a Batman guy, but if you're in '90s, if if you were like '90s born, early '90s, late '80s, Batman the animated series was the end all be all in animation, and it to this day is still considered the most groundbreaking bit of animation that came out of the '90s because of how it was animated and how they took a more darkened approach and tone to their stories but they were still tailored to a kid audience and like i said i i don't know if there's a a, a more influential show versus like in in terms of production and cultural impact because the guys and gals who voice the characters in that show to this day are the most beloved voice actors for those characters kevin conroy is batman like when people like when you read a batman comic you don't read it in michael keaton's voice you're not reading it in ben affleck's or christian bales if you read in christian bales you need help (laughs) you're reading it in kevin conroy's voice plain and simple same thing with joker reading it as mark hamill like that's my introduction to mark hamill when I was a kid, not Star Wars. I was never a Star Wars kid. Like I just never got into it. It wasn't my thing. I didn't get into that until like my teens. My and when I found out the same guy who was playing Luke Skywalker is the same guy who voiced Joker, I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like I I love that show so much. I watch that show with my daughter. She loves it. You know, and obviously you got more than just Batman. I I just picked Batman the animated series. I didn't pick the adventures adventure continues right. with you know the the updated version of the suit and Robin and so on and so forth. But even that show, because that was Batman the animated series was on CW, and or no Fox, right? Yeah, Fox Kids. And then when wait, it, I'm sorry, when it went to CW, yeah, it it turned into Adventures Continues. Um, but see that shows you like. We went from we went from like Batman being a being on Fox to being on CW or vice versa or however it went, you know. Like so it shows you like how competitive the market was back then. Yeah. Because I remember I think the answer to Batman leaving it had to have been Fox. Fox had to have been where Batman left from and went to CW. The answer to that was the X Men legacy show. Like the updated, like animated X Men. You know, what I'm talking. You remember what I'm yeah, talking about? It, but it wasn't. It wasn't very good. It wasn't as good as the original animated show. But like I said, like those are like the things I remember as a child. But obviously, like in my bracket, I have I have Scooby Doo. I have Su- like Super Friends is another one. But I was also a very big Batman '66 oh, uh, fan. So Super Friends is what introduced me to Green Lantern. Yes. Right, and so well, you got all the major characters in Super Friends, right? But I, up until that point, the only characters I knew that existed were Batman, 
Superman, and The Flash. That was it. That's all I knew. And then Super Friends came along and was like, hey, you know there's a whole bunch of other people out there. And, uh, you know, I was like, oh, man, this Green Lantern guy, he's awesome. And now here I am all these years later, you know, being a huge Green Lantern fan. So, um, you know, the 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 impact that Saturday morning shows had, you know, to creating fandoms. And there's a reason that, like, the collector culture, the nerd culture that we have today um, is as prevalent as it is. And it's a lot a lot of is based off of these shows that we grew up on out of the 80s and 90s not not to say that the the shows out of the 70s um didn't really yeah have and that i impact mean too. and the thing is is you know the incarnation of um sorry the incarnation of super friends that we're talking about isn't the 90 the the 73 to 79 super friends is not the 73 to like 80 it's the super friends 80 to 82 series yeah and um so you know that that's what i'm talking about because if you go into the 70s for super friends you get like wendy and marvin and wonder dog you get more of the Wonder Twins, like lots of Wonder Twins. Yeah, a lot of like a lot of that. Like I'm talking just strict Super Friends, 1980 to 82. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about because that's obviously I'm a big you know I like Wendy and Marvin and Wonder Dog. I like like when I got DC Universe, I was so stoked to watch Super <laughs> Friends from start to finish. And so like those are characters like when we were talking about like Funko characters that like characters that like Funko could make and I'd be excited to have in my heroes line. They're like off the wall. Wendy, Marvin and Wonder Dog as a three pack, I'd be all about. Just like I have, you know, I have the Wonder Twins as a two pack. Uh but like I said, when we you know, we talk like merchandising and things like that, like to this day, like the Super Friends Batman and Robin and Wonder Woman and they're they're still highly collectible, oh, yeah. highly sought after stuff and you know, there's a ton of games and, and, and things that are, are based around those character profiles. Um, and that's harkening all the way back to early 80s. Yeah. And then obviously you get the 90s, you know, you don't really get another Justice League until Justice League Animated Series, and that wasn't really a Saturday morning cartoon. Um, And then you have, like, the, so, like, I think, like, of my list, like, obscure additions. Captain Planet. So was Captain Planet a PBS show? Because I feel like that's where I saw it the most was public broadcasting. Honestly, I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, but I remember Captain Planet. Yeah, I remember, oh, trust me, I, I remember. And, and the figures that were were given to us. Uh, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. You know, like. So that goes to show you that, like, where the world was at that time, you know, like, we were still teaching kids, like, oh, save the environment, oh, be nice to your friends, be nice to your peers. Now it's, like, Adventure Time and Gumball, where they're, like, just assholes all the time. You're like, <laughs> right. well, I wonder why this generation acts the way they do. <laughs> right, because it's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, all the villains were, you know, they had, like, st- stupid names. Uh 
had uh, Doctor Blight and Captain Pollution. Yeah, who just was just the hoggish Greedly. Everything you thought that you know, everything that you thought it would have. It has. Yeah. TBS. It was on TBS. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Uh, September 15th, 1990 to May 11th, 1996. So, I mean, it had a decent run. Um, but it was one of those things where, you know, if you put it up against stuff now, it it doesn't even make a blip on the radar. No. It, no I mean, it, it gets no the- kid would sit down and watch Captain Planet modernly and be like this is interesting that's mostly because kids are assholes <laughs> i mean sorry if you don't like my language but they are but you know and like you said though like you know we we, we pointed out garfield right that's an obscure right like choice but for me like i needed an 80s show i'm looking at the list of them like fucking garfield i watch garfield all the time yeah and like like you said it's that show it was on the air all the way through the 80s, kind of into the 90s, and got a lot of 90s reboots because it would be the first show that's shown in the morning, and then the last show, you know, or, or it would be the first show shown in the morning, it would be the last show you, you'd care to watch. Right. Well, because they did a lot of repeats, right? Like, because, like, if you missed it at, you know, if you missed a show, it was okay because it was going to come on during the, I guess what you would call the West Coast time. And it's funny, like, as we're sitting here and I'm thinking about more and more shows that aired during like the nineties. Like was the tick on? Yeah, it was. It was during yeah. Fox. Yeah, like the Fox Anna, kids. Like the tick is a great show. Like, but I didn't think to include that. Like it just wasn't. Well, there was a, there was so much going what on. What was the, what was the show? It was the com- white comedian. He's a heavier set guy. Louie. Yeah, he had an animated show yeah. that came well, on the Fox. Bobby's block. World. Yeah. yeah. So like you got like all these like Fox had a lot of obs- had a lot of like name brand Power Rangers, Batman, you know, Beetleborgs technically is a Fox. Yeah. But you got a lot of obscure Tick, you know, Louie, like there's a ton of shows that just like that was a Saturday morning program like and then you had Freakazoid. Yeah, fr- well Freakazoid was CW. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, I, re- I mean, there was a, there was a lot, but I, I, I feel like, I feel like we did a pretty good job at getting at least a lot of the heavy hitters yes. from that. And I'm very curious to see how this tournament plays out. Oh yeah, for sure. Because for all intents and purposes, the top four should be the top four. <laughs> I think that I hate to say this cause obviously it's one of, it's one of your picks. I think the only one that's in danger as a top four of getting knocked out is Ghostbusters. Yeah, well, because it's got tough sledding. It does. It does. Like, it's gonna have to beat. It's gonna have to beat Power Rangers, well, GI Joe, or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, like all three of them. You're like, <laughs> unless there's a, a huge contingent of Ghostbusters fans out there that listen to this podcast, <laughs> it's well, we're gonna Beetleborgs Captain Planet goes live today, so. It'll be interesting to see. I think Captain Planet crushes Beetleborgs. But if Beetleborgs moves on, there's no way it moves past the second. Beetleborgs has the opportunity to be the biggest Cinderella through the whole thing. Yeah. Because Pokemon should destroy that side of the bracket. 
It should. Even with Spider-Man, I think Pokemon should still. I, I think that'll be the toughest one. That like I think if it comes down to it. But like I said, you know, once it gets into, I, like I said, ideally Pokemon or Spider-Man should come out victorious in that portion of the bracket. Who's your pick to win the whole thing? If you, if because obviously we're recording this before everything, before we know anything other than like the the few ones, the few that have to still get into the rest of the bracket. Who's your, who's your? If I have to pick one to win, Batman animated series wins. Who I think is going to win will not be Batman. So because people, because people are a bunch of haters. <laughs> so I personally think. You're going to see, so my winner from the right side of the bracket has to be either Pokemon or X-Men. I don't see either getting upset to the point where they're, they're not in the running for their portion. So, like I said, I have no idea who comes out of that Ghostbusters portion of the bracket. Batman should win his bracket. Yeah. You know, I, you know. The only challenge he's going to have, Masters of the Universe. Yeah. I mean, Masters of the Universe is going to get past animaniacs ideally but batman should beat garfield or spider-man amazing friends easily but i think batman the animated series has enough fanfare that people will be like all right yeah batman yeah, batman moves on but does batman move on past um, power rangers uh, or teenage mutant ninja Tur see putting power rangers and tmnt against one another in the first round is huge because it knocks out a heavy hitter yeah and then like i said you know gi joe ghostbusters does not make it past one of those two yeah i just don't think it does i i'm gonna stick to my guns with my number one seed and say x-men wins x-men might have the easiest path up until the semifinal when they play when they fight when they when they go against pokemon Pokemon's a rabbit fan base. I mean, obviously, these are people we know or in our groups or follow us, you as listeners, yeah. voting on it. But, you know, we've shared this in multiple, like, national-style groups, too. So, like, there's people who aren't necessarily listening to us that are going to cast their votes. And, like I said, I'd be very surprised if we don't see an upset or two along the lines. It would, I would think it would be really – I think it would be funny. Well, I don't know if funny is the right word, but – I would think that it'd be uh, interesting if both of our number one seeds lose before the semis. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't see Batman or X Men not making it to the semifinals. Yeah, um, but crazier shit has happened. It's true. It is the internet too. So, so. like I said, if my pick is Batman, because that's personally I think it's the the best show from from that Saturday morning era. But like I said, Pokemon or um, Pokemon or X Men play a, a big role in that. A big threat in that opposite side of the bracket so like i said i i personally think pokemon because pokemon is just it's a rabbit fan base i think they have the best opportunity to win and it's one that i think resonates with multiple generations like there's people like from your generation that i know their kids got heavily involved in it so they remember it you know there's obviously my generation that existed within the craze and then now you have like you said your kids are, are so heavily invested into it so um but like we said Obviously, we went through our bracket. We talked about the shows that we have in it um, and, you know, kind of our stories and ties to, like, our top picks, so to speak. But whoever comes out at the end as the winner, we will do a full spotlight series. And we'll dive into the merchandising. We'll dive into, like, viewership, how many episodes, seasons, voice actors, whatever it may be. You know, we'll, we'll dive into it. Cultural impact that the show right. may have had. 
Um, but that's that's our ultimate goal is kind of set up our next spotlight issue as far as that goes. Um, before we sign off here, biggest omission. Which one do you think what, – what show did we not include in our bracket that you're like, you're on the fence about, it didn't make it in? I think for me, it's probably Static Shock. And the reason is the the main reason the why Static Shock has been getting so much publicity lately, and it's because there wasn't a black superhero show for that community for for the African American or minority community to really latch onto, and there wasn't really a strong African American character in any other show. I mean, Power Rangers obviously had the Black Ranger. Yeah, but. He was a supporting character to a lot of the other characters. Yeah, the show was based around initially Jason and yes, then eventually Tommy. Tommy, and, and, and it was more of a team concept yeah. where we got, you know, this character who is a young black male who's now gifted with abilities and he's doing good with them and he's, he's doing right by it. Um, so I think, yeah, I think for me, Static Shock's probably my biggest omission. And not by choice. I just, my top five is my top five from the 90s. And I, you know, maybe could have bumped out Animaniacs. But Animaniacs set up a whole other slew of shows. So, because Animaniacs also introduced Freakazoid. Yeah. So, um, what uh, about for you? I am going to go with the other uh teenage based show that we didn't get into and that's VR Troopers. Okay. I think that VR Troopers had it not had to compete with Power Rangers would have been another show that that kind of uh was or if it if it's just yeah, I I I I'm going to stick my guns on that one. If it didn't have to compete with Power Rangers, I think it could have continued further on. I but they qu- they also didn't have enough well, footage. Was Goosebumps on Saturday morning? I don't remember. I remember coming home and watching it after school. I don't remember watching it. Because Goosebumps is is a big. That would be a bit like now hindsight twenty twenty. If I'm like thinking, Goosebumps might have been in my top five, maybe top. Four. Oh, there's plenty of shows like after school, and maybe that's something we eventually address somewhere down the road. The after school shows, right? Because like I can remember coming home and watching stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, after and, school you get what? You know, Arthur. Uh, I mean, P- PBS is it was funny so on TikTok they do like you know you might have you might have been broke if you know this song or these things or whatever and like it was the PB you, <laughs> you might not have had cable if you can sing seven of the or 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 seven of these ten themes and I could sing all of them and I'm like I had cable I just watched PBS apparently I don't know yeah um like Nickelodeon had like salute your shorts and hey dude and Clarissa explains it all. Yes, and like, all that. Yeah, but like that was like nighttime programming, like Saturday nights, Friday, Saturday, because like yeah, but you still got a lot of it in the afternoon. Yeah, like um, they would do the repeats. Of um, it. oh, what was the show? Uh, because you mentioned uh, Goosebumps. Uh, Are you afraid of the dark? dark yep. Yeah, so. we could do a whole episode on which was better. Are you afraid of the dark or Goosebumps? Ooh, Ooh. Goosebumps is a good show. It I'm, was. I'm a very good. I'm a very big goose. You know, it's been so long since I've watched. Are you afraid of the dark? I'd have to go and watch it again to to the, realize what I was getting into. The, like Goosebumps, like obviously has iconic characters. You know, you have you have like the 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 the, the one that the, the one character obviously everybody is the ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. But the episode that I remember the most is the monster amusement park episode, where the family like 
breaks down on their way to vacation, but they find this amusement park. Like, well, let's make the best of the day. And like, they're being tormented by all these monsters inside this amusement park. Like, well, but see, like, Goosebumps eventually made it so that, you know, like, and I mean, I guess Are You Afraid of the Dark kind of tried to make things, uh, you know, all right at the end. Yeah. Um, Goosebumps but, didn't care. They didn't care about your feelings. I remember, like, just, like, parts of, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark, like, being so, like, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, man, like, some kid, like, got drowned because he was, like, getting picked on? Like, what, the, what is going on? Because that's, like, that's one of the episodes that I think but, of. Like, this, this kid was supposed to be going home, and, like, he ends up falling into the water. And the, the Are you afraid of the dark traumatized you with real-life <laughs> yeah. trauma where Goosebumps was like, um, yeah, you might put your Halloween mask on and never be able to take it off again. Right. Like, oh, <laughs> fuck. I don't want to go. I don't want to go trick-or-treating tonight. Like. Yeah. Or like you had like the was it Goosebumps was the one where you took the picture and you disappeared forever, right? Whereas like, are you afraid of the dark? It's like you're gonna get kidnapped and eaten. Like you're just, but that's a possibility. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm seven years old. What am I doing? I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe we'll dive into those. And, yeah, hey, yeah, I mean we got Halloween coming up, so maybe we'll we'll. Yeah, I, honestly, that might be a good spotlight yeah. after after our highlight issue for the for the winner of the the next one. Yeah, but yeah, I mean. So that pretty much wraps up what we wanted to go over with this. Uh, do you have anything else you wanted to add or anything? No, I got nothing. I uh, appreciate everybody listening. And uh, um, and like I said, if if you want to, we can do this again. If we want to, maybe we'll see. Like if we can get enough fan participation in this poll, we'll be like, all right, throw out some '90s and '80s cartoon, or we could just do a cartoon bracket. I think that would set the world hmm. on fire because you'd have so many people passionate about certain cartoons you know obviously that, that don't fall just on that saturday morning block but like i said you know let us know i mean like we, we said you know this is kind of our first like interactive thing we've done with our podcast versus our you know our, our social media accounts so just uh let us know and obviously follow us at uh dgi podcast on twitter um you can use the same at on facebook as well our group and Facebook page are now attached. So if you join the group or join the Facebook page, you're going to get similar notifications. And then uh, you can find us on Instagram where I think we do the most of our, our work is on Instagram, but it also shares directly to our Facebook pages and outlets um, is uh, at uh, dad's got issues podcast. Um, our emails are attached to all those. If you guys want to send any requests send us, shoot us a message on any of the social media platforms or shoot us an email. Doing dad stuff. Yeah, sorry. Had a had somebody here. He wants to say something. You want to say something? No. No. Now. Now, now he's now, now he's being shot. shot. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's it. That that's what we got for the day. All right. Okay. Well, that's all, all right. we got. Hey, everybody. Thanks for uh, listening. And uh, you got nothing else, right? Nope. All right, man. Hit our music. Hey, hey, hey.